Hello, 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 everybody. This is the Living Strong Podcast. My name is Kim Sullivan, and we welcome you once again. Of course, we are all about living strong here. And of course, many folks already know my story, simply that I was diagnosed almost 30 years ago. 30 years? Am I even that old? I'm not quite that old. I won't tell everything already, but I've been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis that long. And it's no doubt been a journey. I've had some crying days, some laughing days, some um, confused days, some lazy days. Of course, with multiple sclerosis, we all know that every day could be a much, um, mm, let's say a day that's not typically the norm for you. And with that being said, you know, I think the joy of this journey has been meeting wonderful people. I've met so many incredible people where they too have a story. And I remember just kind of somehow getting to one of our educational seminars, which by the way, shameless plug, which by the way, shameless plug, the Kim Sellers Foundation, we do different um educational seminars throughout the year. Then I had a chance to meet this beautiful young lady that all this hair all over her head and just just as gorgeous as she wanted to be. But she too wanted to learn. She too had questions. She too had MS. So I'd like to introduce you to Janelle Ross. She is our guest this week. Hello, Janelle. Hi, Kim. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good, and thank you for the wonderful introduction. No, look at you, look at you. Just a beautiful <laughs> spirit, a beautiful person. Let's go back to you know you and I. We met at the educational seminar. I don't know if you remember, but I was just so just taken back by your beauty, and not just on the outside, but on the inside as well. You had a story, and um, like so many of us, tell us your story. Well, my story starts back in, I believe, to be 2003, because as we know with MS, um, you know, sometimes it's living in people's bodies for longer than they were diagnosed, and we just don't know it. Absolutely. But for me, um, September of 2003 um, I got a very bad stomach virus and um, I was really really sick and once I got better from the stomach virus and I just started having these weird symptoms my arm locked up on me my stomach started to go numb I couldn't hear out of my right ear all these weird things were happening um, so you know immediately I wanted to go to the doctor but I didn't have medical insurance so I went to the free clinic and that was an experience in itself um and I basically 
gotten nowhere with that. So I finally got medical coverage. And um, as soon as I told the doctor my symptoms, she suggested that she thought it was MS. That terrified me, but at the same time, she wasn't diagnosing me. So, you know, it was okay. Right, um, right. Weeks later, it came back in a letter that um, I actually did have MS after they had done these tests. Um, they still needed to do more tests, but that's what it appeared that it would be. So, so, so for, what, 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 what test was it, do you know? So um, initially they did blood work, then they had to do um, MRI, spinal tap, um, just all these kind of foreign procedures to me. I had never been in an MRI machine, so it was just like weird sitting in this machine for like 45 minutes and it's making all these loud noises. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you up, but let's, let's go back. So now, are you from the Cleveland area? I'm from Cleveland Heights. Okay, right. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure. But somehow, mm -hmm. before you went from Cleveland Heights and you went off to college, then you were a phenomenal athlete. Did you notice yeah. anything? Tell us about the volleyball days. Then maybe so, what you might have experienced during those days. Even through high school, um, grade school and high school, I was an athlete, um, three sports, um, but I'll, I'll mainly claim two sports, volleyball and basketball. That's right. um, I, I believe I was signed then. I went on to Norfolk State University in Virginia, um, where I had a full scholarship there to play volleyball. So that was a wonderful experience. And again, I don't think I noticed anything was going wrong. So um, graduated in 2002. And it was once I got back home, um, you know, about a year later that, these weird symptoms started happening. So once the symptoms started happening, you said you were able to get to a doctor after you got insurance. And then after you got the insurance, then they told you that you had definitely been diagnosed with MS, which sometimes they tell you. Probably. They usually don't use the word definite. But after you kind of determined that this is what you were dealing with. What were your thoughts? What was going through your head then? Well, I got the somewhat of a diagnosis in the mail in a letter that suggested, even though they had to do more tests, um, this is what, what it looks like it is. And it had a smiley face at the end of it, mm. which I always remember that as a part of my story because that just, it didn't provide me any comfort. Right. Um, it just—it was just like this is this is your life. Deal with it. Um, so yeah, it was devastating initially because being this athlete, and I'm not thinking anything could ever go wrong with me physically, mm -hmm. mentally, or what have you. And just being diagnosed with a disease—that was scary. So I was, I was terrified. Mm. Talk to us about those fears. What were you fearful well, of? First of all, disease is something that happens to other people, in my mind, yes, at that point. Yes, yes, You know? And then you hear about multiple sclerosis slash MS, but you don't really know what it is Absolutely. or how it's going to affect you yep. or me. Yep. So, um... I call it the fear know, of the unknown. 
The fear of the unknown. You don't know so what true. every day is going to look like. And I don't know about for you, Janelle. But for me, I would wake up in the morning and just simply open my eyes. And at that point, I knew exactly what type of day it was going to be. Mm. I didn't have to get up out the bed. I didn't have to move. Just open my eyes and I could tell exactly what type of day it would be. So tell us about maybe a typical day for you after you were diagnosed. After I was diagnosed, I was still winning, Kim. Um, at the time, I didn't know it because I was diagnosed with this disease. So it was like, do I succumb to this mentality that I'm sick and I have to do things differently? Or, you know, do I just keep on living living life? Mm-hmm. So it was just a, a big confusion at that point. But volleyball and basketball were, you know, those were my love. So I continued doing those things. And initially... Um, it was a little bit more difficult. Like I would get the blurry vision when I was playing basketball um, or the confusion when I was playing volleyball. Um, another thing that happened with volleyball is I went to serve the ball. So I tossed the ball in the air like normal and I went to take a swing and my arm like clearly just like missed the ball. Mm-hmm. I, I did as I normally would do. I'm thinking I'm swinging my arm straight. But something with MS says, okay, this is what you think you're about to do. But like my my arm completely missed the ball. So that was embarrassing in itself. But to try to cover up my embarrassment, then I just laughed it off with everybody else. But meanwhile, I'm like terrified on the inside. Like what the heck is going on? Um, But even still, I got over, I got over that and I was able to still play volleyball um, for a good maybe six years or so. And I would actually say, Kim, I reached the height of my volleyball game during this time while I had MS because I just wasn't going to let that stop me. Gotcha, nice. Um, But it was years after that when, you know, MS would say, okay, I, I gave it to you easy. So I'm about to put you through some challenges. And so from, I would say from 2010 on through now is when I've faced my greatest difficulty. So I like to call it it. All right. It's that it feeling that comes. So you said 2010 is when it started. So when did it hit you? Just the difficulty you mean? Yes. Describe. What was that like? Um... So as I continued trying to be active, I remember one day I was running with some of my players because I was coaching volleyball this time. Mm-hmm. And my leg, every maybe every 20 steps, it would just kind of trip. My foot would kind of trip. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just like, all right, well, let me just keep going. And then it just kept happening. So, like, as I look back at that day now, I see that was the beginning of my foot drop starting to happen. And now I understand what goes into foot drop and why that was happening. But at the time, it was just like this weird thing happening to me. Do I understand? I get it. Yeah. Um, At that point, running became more difficult. Um... The coordination, my legs, like, would just kind of, like, flop around when I would try to run. So, 
to um, cover up that embarrassment, what do I do? I stop running, which is the worst thing you can do. Right, right, right. So by doing that, I basically invited MS to come in and say, or should I say it, to come in and say, all right, attack me some more. So that's really what's happened in the years since. But it's so new to so many of us, and let's not forget, the MS hasn't really been around um, not as long as people might think. So every day, I mean, even when I was first diagnosed, there were only three drugs on the market, and actually the third one had just come on the market. That was back in 92. So people just in didn't... Back in 92. And okay. people just didn't really know that there were... Um, they didn't really know what to do, what you were supposed to um, take. You know, I think um, beta serum was one of the first drugs out there. And, you know, there wasn't really anything to say that it would really help you recover, but it was always that thing that it would slow down the progression. And most of us mm-hmm. really never know what that is. And if you're like me, I, I was somewhat like you, Janelle. I would walk down the halls, going to my doctor's appointments, and the doctor would look at me and say, hey, walk. I had no idea what they were looking for. What they were looking for. And I was at the prancing, my, my little stilettos. <laughs> thought I was cute, girl. I thought you couldn't have told me anything. Yeah. And so, but after you um, start to experience some of those symptoms, you understand so mm-hmm. after you were um, diagnosed, what was your game plan? I didn't have a game plan because I just didn't know that like I was just, everything was unknown to me, what to expect in the future, any type of prognosis. I just really didn't know. So I'm just going to fast forward a bit and we can rewind. But that's what my focus is now is being for newly diagnosed MS survivors, as I call us, what I didn't have when I was initially diagnosed. Because had I known the things that I know now, then I wouldn't have lost so much. But because I didn't know, I didn't know. It's very difficult to really, really understand until you get there. But, you know, one thing I'd like to say is I know you are a good cook. That obviously didn't change. Tell us about your your cooking because I know you helped me. It didn't change, Kim, but I did. So I'll give a, um, you know, I'll explain that briefly. Um, Coming out of college, my major was physical education. So I initially went into um, being a gym teacher, I was substitute teaching, coaching volleyball, doing things like that, but it started affecting me there. So again, I should have pushed through it, but I kind of, you know, fell away from there. Mm-hmm. So then um, in 2012, I went to graduate school and got my MBA because I wanted to, you know, use this passion that I have of cooking mm-hmm. and really do something with it. Um, It's always been in me from the time that I was young between my mom and my grandmother and just my family. We just love to cook. So I decided decided to open my catering business and that went really well for a while. It was me, so it was a whole lot, but I was able to handle it. And that really made me feel strong. It really made me believe in myself. But as time goes on and MS feels that I'm winning too much and it just wants to come in and, you know, 
slow it down. So physically things got worse and it just became too hard for me to do by myself. So I, again, swayed away from the, um, the cooking thing. So while I do still cook, you know, small meals for my family, or maybe I'll cater um, an event here and there that I know I can do things in advance and kind of pace myself, mm-hmm. then I allowed it to, again, take something away from me. Got you. Well, it hasn't stopped you much because you put together an amazing video. And it really, in my opinion, talks about having strength and kind of, you know, continuing the journey, continuing to fight. You tell me about the video. Sure. So, um, again, trying to be there for newly diagnosed people or, or just anyone along this MS journey. I do a lot of videos. I record myself a lot, just giving some type of motivation, or maybe I'll even just release my frustration, but I want to use that as a tool for others. So um, in in the process of recording these videos, I said, you know, I want to put something together. Like, I believe this needs to be on the big screen. I've got a story to tell, and I believe that it should be told. So um, I sought out one of my friends, Reese Tucker, who um, I know he's into film. So he agreed to help me. But then when he told his mentor, Greg Henry, about my story, Greg immediately wanted to um, join with us. And he kind of took the lead on this project and just did amazing work. So over the course of about a year or so, um, probably not even that long, we just started recording um, me at my old high school and at that's Cleveland Heights High School, a.k.a. Heights High. And at Heights, we filmed myself on the volleyball court. So that's something that was taken away from me, my ability to still play volleyball. So so it it frustrates me to this day. So that was a big portion of the video. Um, What we did was we used an actress to show my former self with the abilities that I once had and we flash back to my current self with, to show kind of what was taken away from me. But even though those things were taken away from me, I still choose to fight because if I don't fight at this point, it's just going to take even more away from me. And I refuse to let that happen. MS is going to do what it does. It's going to take as much away, away as it can. But at this point, I just realized that I can't give in to it and I still have to fight as much as possible so the video for me was more so motivational to help others but it also allowed me to see myself and kind of um, express some raw emotions while at the same time I'm just proud of the work I'm proud of what I've been able to do to thwart off the effects of MS Um, and just even where I can't I'm proud that I'm able to keep pushing through and I I just choose to fight there's not a day that goes by that is easy but because of that mentality then I'm able to continue how are you feeling today today and let me get specific are we talking about in this moment right now as I speak about my story 
are we talking about just with MS and the time that I woke up this morning? Um, more of the, the, the time that you're in right now. Not necessarily today as in Tuesday. But just where are you mentally with the disease and uh, how, how do you feel as a survivor? As a survivor, it's the mentality that walks with me daily. And it doesn't mean that I don't have weak moments because I do. And I can say that today is a, a somewhat weak moment for me. And, and maybe my definition of weak is different than somebody else's. So for me, it gets tiring fighting this battle each and every day. But it's like, do I, do I give in to it? I don't have any other options but to continue to fight. So, you know, waking up, knowing everything that I have to deal with on a daily basis, the challenges when it comes to my walking, when it comes to just functioning normal. And we're just talking about the physical effects, never mind the mental. Exactly. So it, um, it, it wears on you. So today I woke up and, you know, it's painful. It, it is what it is, but that doesn't mean that because it's painful and I feel these things that I sit there and I wallow in my sorrow and grief of course or not. anything yes. like that. You know, it's just, I can be honest about how I feel, reflect and continue to push forward, continue you wouldn't, to fight through it. You wouldn't be human if you weren't sick and tired so of being true. sick and tired, you know. I think so we all true. go through that, no, no matter what our stories are. Whether it's sickle cell, whether it's heart, or I should say whether it's hypertension, whether it's lupus or coidosis, whether it's cancer, it doesn't matter what it is. Everybody and it has doesn't a even have to, have to be a disease. It, it could be any, any hindrance. Um, Absolutely. The book that I'm writing is, and I'm basically to completion with my book, it's called Stronger Than because I am stronger than MS. Um, the next person is stronger than lupus, as you said, diabetes, Absolutely. racism, any of yeah. life's stressors. Life is going to throw so much at us. Mm -hmm. So it's about how we deal with those things and believing that you're stronger than, you're stronger than fear. We can't let anything hold us back, whatever it may be. So if someone would like to get in touch with you or to follow you and, and read your story, where should they go? Well, I am on all social media as Stronger Than. Um, and then my website is strongerthan.life. Um, and the probably the most consistent way to get me is, um, again, following me on social at Janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L-E, Ross, R-O-S-S. Or my email is jross1201 at gmail.com. We want you all out there to understand and to know that you are not in this fight alone. This is something that we are in this to win it already. I think the more information we get, the more research that's out there, and the more we continue to share, share the that's information, right. share the education, share feelings, of course, share everything that you know. I think between all of us, we can all kind of gather together and 
try to be stronger than life. So again, don't okay. forget, don't forget. You can always find Janelle's story on our website as well. It's kimsellersfoundation.org. You can always get to us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter, of course. And be sure to like and to make sure that you subscribe. This has been another edition of Living Strong. For Janelle Ross, my name is Kim Sellers. Have a great